the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, I owe you all a big apology today. I buried the lead. Been on the air for an hour and a half. Thankfully, I got to it before the show ended. Uh, There will be uh, no regular mail delivery today because today is a national holiday. Uh, Today is Juneteenth. Uh, Juneteenth, actually Sunday is Juneteenth. Uh, So the holiday will uh, be observed on, oh, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. There is mail service today. It will be Monday, there will be no mail service. But that's not why I'm taking Monday off. But (laughs) Juneteenth is uh, a holiday that is uh, related to the day that uh, people in Texas received word that they had been emancipated by the Emancipation Proclamation and the North winning the Civil War. It took uh, a while after, because, of course, we didn't have Twitter then for people to read it on their phones. And so it is a way to celebrate the freedom of the slaves. I don't know why we don't celebrate it on the day the Emancipation Proclamation was issued. I don't know why we uh, give it to this particular day, but that is the reason for the holiday. Federal, state, Franklin County, and city of Columbus government offices will be closed. That's probably good. That's probably good. You know why that's good? Because then Judge uh, Eileen Paley can't let any more confessed murderers out on uh, bail that can be found in their couch cushions if she's not at work on Monday. That's probably really good. There will be no trash collection in Columbus on Monday. So, you know, any of Andrew Ginther's statements that he's going to issue from City Hall, uh, they will not be collected until Tuesday. Of course, he will not be at work on Monday. He will be golfing Monday for sure uh, with his personal bodyguard at Ohio State. Um, CODA will operate on a holiday or Sunday schedule on Monday. So Juneteenth, there you go. Now we talked in the last half hour about what you can what we can do and how we can do it in the face of a culture that is going to not have support from the White House for at least the last 2 years. This uh, idiotic, immoral, damaging glorification of immorality in our culture will continue because Joe Biden, middle of this week, um, prepared to sign an executive order aimed at combating a historic number of what they term anti-LGBTQ bills introduced in state legislators across the country. And I told you about this. They're going to hold hostage your school lunch and uh, breakfast program at school. They're going to hold that hostage. If the school wants federal money, then you're going to have to let little boys use little girls' bathrooms if the little boy says he is a little boy. So 
uh, Biden the other day at the White House was celebrating how diverse his administration is, the most diverse in history. Was that a shot at Barack Obama? I mean, you and I can debate diversity, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, going out on a limb here, I think it's a pretty strong limb. I think it's an oak tree limb. Having a black president is more diverse than having a black gay read person. Not spokesperson, because Corinne Jean-Pierre can't speak. She reads, I'm going to say having Barack Obama as president is more transformative for the culture, more proof that racism has been eradicated from our society than Corinne Jean-Pierre and her ever-changing hair and her continually bad reading. Of course, I know I left out Admiral Rachel Levine, who is a dude dressed as a woman because, of course, biologically, Rachel Levine is a dude and lived as a dude for the first 40-some years of their life. But Joe Biden, in between watching uh, Beretta and Cannon and eating tapioca and peaches, is prepared to sign this executive order. Okay. So we have to stand firm. We have to pay attention to those calls upon each of our individual lives, like the safety from the Indianapolis Colts did when he decided to quit the NFL and become a full-time minister. The other thing we need to do is to face our own personal responsibility when we are confronted by people enticing us to do things that we know are bad for us. It does not give me any pleasure to talk about this next story, but now that it has reached some measure of conclusion, I will talk about the death of Stone Foltz because I think it is indicative and instructive for our culture going forward. It is exceedingly tragic that Stone Foltz lost his life as a student at Bowling Green State University while trying to become a member of a fraternity. A judge in Wood County yesterday sentenced several young men who were officers in the fraternity Stone Foltz was trying to join. He was going through fraternity rush in early 2021. They had an initiation ceremony. He drank a liter of bourbon within a few minutes He passed out. He died several days later of fatal alcohol intoxication. I understand as much as I can without having lost a child the degree of pain that Stone Foltz's parents certainly feel and will continue to feel forever. They will have a hole in their life that is unfillable without this young man in their lives. But I do not have a problem with the sentencing in this case falling far below the stiffest penalties that these men could have received. They could have been sentenced to five years in prison and fined $10,000. Instead, the judge gave one, and gave pretty much most of them like a month in jail, some days of house arrest and probation. I think that's appropriate. It may even be too 
punitive. And I say that because unless these guys were prepared to hold Stone Fultz down against his will and pour this alcohol down his throat, unless they were prepared to do that, and unless they did that, Stone Fultz and Stone Fultz alone is responsible for the actions that caused him to die far too soon. If we get away from personal responsibility for our actions in our society, we will cease to have a society. We see this, do we not, all over the country? We had a San Francisco DA just recalled because his idea of personal responsibility is criminals aren't responsible. The environment is responsible for making them a criminal. We have two dead police officers in Los Angeles because the DA there, George Gascon, did not feel like a felon, a convicted felon who had served time in the penitentiary in possession of a firearm in clear violation of the law. George Gascon did not feel like three years in prison, which is the approved legislative established penalty for a felon having a firearm. George Gascon decided that, no, this guy's not responsible. He had a gun, but, you know, probably what? Society made him do it. The devil made him do it. Somebody made him do it because he's not responsible. I spent a fair amount of the show today talking about two murderers who have confessed to their crimes, so I can call them murderers, who are free in our community because Judge Eileen Paley apparently does not believe they are responsible for the murders that they committed, and so she allows them to walk free on laughably low bail. Stone Foltz was not a criminal. Stone Foltz was, by all accounts, a wonderful young man with a great life ahead of him. But his desire for inclusion, his desire for community, his desire for something that he felt like he could only get from someone else led him to make decisions that ended his life. He's responsible for that. As much as it pains me to say it, and I'm sure as much as it pains his family to hear it and to have to live it. But we have to face the fact that if we allow others to make decisions for us, sometimes those decisions will prove not to be good for us. Final segment of the show. In the breaks, I typically scan local websites to get the latest breaking news. And a lot of the websites run stories that are, you know, from their past month, month and a half, two months. We spoke at the beginning of the program today about Franklin County Municipal Court Judge Eileen Paley, who raised eyebrows throughout the city. I'm getting texts from cops. I'm getting texts from other judges, people at City Hall going, what about this laughable bail? Double murderer out on a $100,000 bond, post 10% of that, they walk free. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's the one who let the Tuttle Mall shooter who confessed to his murder out for $50,000 bond, five grand. So I'm browsing the websites and a story from April the 27th headlined like this. Man charged in Columbus murder while on bond, now indicted for Pickerington murder. So I don't think the scenario that I paint 
about Eileen Paley putting the community in jeopardy is a far-fetched scenario when we have, less than two months ago, someone out on bond for a murder being accused of committing another murder. Judge Paley, I do not know how you sleep at night. I do not know what went wrong in your adherence to your judicial commitment to protecting the community. But something has gone horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. Now, for the longest time, I felt like uh, the same is true of Merrick Garland in the Department of Justice when they would do nothing for security at Supreme Court justices' homes. And nothing, it seemed, for pregnancy health centers, which were being randomly and routinely attacked by abortion activists. Now the DOJ says, but they can say whatever they want, doing is actually another thing, that they are investigating attacks on pro-life centers and religious institutions across the country in advance of what most of us anticipate will be next week's release. It's got to happen in the next two weeks of the Supreme Court ruling that would overturn Roe versus Wade. Now, even news networks get this wrong on the overturn of Roe versus Wade in the Dobbs versus Mississippi Women's Health Center case. This does not mean abortion goes away. Ending access to abortion, I've heard that. It doesn't end access to abortion. It throws the issue back to the states. Now, there are states, I think there's some somewhere in the teens of states that have trigger laws. Trigger laws are laws that will go into effect if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Roe versus Wade is a federal judicial ruling, Supreme Court ruling. The states cannot overrule the federal judiciary on something like abortion. But if the Roe versus Wade decision from 1973 is tossed out as bad law, bad precedent, well, then states can have in place laws that right away slide in there and say, this is the law in the state of Ohio. This is the law in the state of Oklahoma. This is the law in Mississippi. On and on and on and on. So that is what will happen if and when this is undertaken. Now, these headlines sometimes slide right by us, and we don't even think about what is going on to precipitate the headline. You see the headline a million times. Pregnancy center under attack. Pregnancy center firebomb. Pregnancy center vandalized. Do you know what happens at a pregnancy center? Uh, I used to serve on a pregnancy care center board in Madison County. Pregnancy health centers are manned almost exclusively by volunteers who give of their time to minister, and I do mean minister, to mostly single moms. Almost all poor moms, economically disadvantaged moms. Moms who have a hard time coming up with formula, diapers, clothes for their baby. This is what you're stopping, Jane's Revenge, Ruth sent us, when you damage a pregnancy center. Now, listen to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi yesterday talking about abortion. This is such a nonsense take on abortion. 
A woman has a right to choose, to live up to her responsibility. It's up to her, her doctor, her family, her husband, her, her significant other, and her God. I'm going to stop it there because I, I must comment on this absolutely incorrect notion that Nancy Pelosi and others are standing up for a woman's right to choose. They are not standing up at all for a woman's right to choose. They are only standing up for a woman's right if she chooses death. Why do pregnancy, why do Planned Parenthood centers protest against sidewalk counselors standing outside of Planned Parenthood facilities to meet with women going inside to get an abortion. If Nancy Pelosi is correct when she says that they are there to defend a woman's right to choose. That's what she said. A woman has a right to choose. Okay, she's got a right to choose. Now, choices result from what? From options. If you don't have options, you don't have a choice. So options are essential to having a choice. If you are going to keep a pregnancy center sidewalk counselor from interacting with a woman who gets out of her car to walk into a Planned Parenthood to get an abortion, then you are not giving the person who's there to get an abortion a choice. You are restricting their choice. Am I right? Yes, I am right. So they don't care about the woman's right to choose, they only care if the woman chooses death for the child. That is what they care about. So that is a complete lie. They do not care about a woman's right to choose. A woman has a right to choose. To live up to her responsibility, it's up to her. To live up to what? Her responsibility. Is it her responsibility to kill the child? Or is it her responsibility to raise the child? The choice to kill the child absolves you of the responsibility to raise the child. So there is no living up to responsibility if you choose to kill the child because the child is not there to raise. So you do not have the responsibility. So if the person is, in fact, going to live up to the responsibility, the child must happen. The child must be born. Okay? So the whole entire pro-abortion, pro-choice, women's health argument, if dissected piece by piece, bit by bit, the way they rip those kids out of the womb, is a lie. And it's not even a hard lie to expose. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.